time and time again, coups have taken place in the African continent. With each successive coup, a general somewhere is emboldened to do the same. If the cycle of power doesn't shift, political instability of this sort distorts the progressiveness of a nation as of every change in power puts a country in terror. Changing power from one person to the other without ideal means usually comes off in a negative way. And this is seen when an army puts things, takes things in their, arm, in their hands and decides to take on the politics of a country. And you know how armies come to deal with um, the ruling government or any person who's at the top of the power tree. Usually the government isn't given up easily. So there's going to be a lot of confrontation. This comes in in the form of shooting, you know, all these things that put a country in terror, that puts a country in instability. And instability doesn't contribute well to the progressiveness of a nation. It doesn't contribute well to peace in a nation. And if there's no peace, things like business are greatly affected. Now, Western Africa has proven to have the highest number of coups in the African continent. Their instability doesn't seem to end, with Guinea having the most recent coup and Sudan following in later on. Actually, Sudan has the most recent coup, but it's not from Western Africa. It's from, I think, Central Africa, because Guinea's was before. But this high number of coups that keep coming every time, these high numbers of coups that come from the African continent, the continent that is not yet at a super superficial stage to compete in the world. This speaks a lot. And in this series, in today's talk, I, I just want to like bring about my view on coups taking place in the African continent and trying to break down how some of these things can you know, be prevented from happening and how can we have a more stable continent where we're not seen to be having people who are power hungry but people who want a nation to progress, people who are willing to come together and work together to better the African society. So how can the issue of coups be solved? I'm going to start with a very simple explanation here. In every system of governance, there are different bodies that play a role in the progressiveness of a country. The army is meant to protect the country from outside invasions. The government is meant to run the country. Police are meant to keep peace and order within the country. And all these other bodies have their own different functions. But with one person being at the top of everything, and this is usually the president, not every president can win over all these bodies and have everything under control. So how can a leader be able to manifest his actions, be able to work together with all these other bodies? This usually comes down to the main body that usually handles constitutions, laws, and all these other things that help run a country 
the way it's usually supposed to. The judiciary, it usually plays a very big role in handling um, transitions of power. But when we look at these coups that are taking place, that have been taking place in so in these countries in Africa, we look at these coups from a perspective that it's the you know army that usually takes up the guts and decides to take on power. Let's take, for example, a country like Sudan. Sudan has had the most recent coup, and this coup came about when the army decided to dissolve the civilian government. They claimed the civilian government was trying to isolate power for themselves. The army claimed that the civilian government was not willing to work according to the agreement that was set forth after the president, Umar al-Bashir, was put down. It was said that the army would rule for some time, I think like five months, then the civilian government will rule for like the 19 months or something like that. And thereafter, they would go in for elections. So they got representatives to take on these, you know, these roles when the time comes. And when the civilian government came into power, everything now almost started to, you know, take a turn. The army came up with a way. It's claimed that the army set forth protests that were protesting that the civilian government isn't isn't going according to the plan that they are now trying to take power isolate power for themselves and so what came out of this the army decided to take on the government they decided to take to you know conduct a coup and they overthrew the civilian government putting the prime minister in prison you know all his supporters whoever was in a government and was in his side decided to put them aside so now in this state we're seeing that it's like the entire country is being run by the army and what did i say earlier the army is meant to you know protect the country from external invasions but now when the army is interfering in the activities of a country what does this come what does this bring to thought this immediately brings the idea of an authoritarian rule, whereby the country isn't being ruled under a constitution or being ruled under a certain law, but it's being ruled under a dictatorship, something of that sort. So the army is indirectly dictating what, what has to happen in the country, how the country is supposed to run, by, you know, dissolving, by letting loose of the agreements that they made. When, people, when two people come together to sign an agreement, they're looking forward to, you know, having peace in the future. So this agreement is like a peace request for the future. You're asking for peace in the future where you expect to have, you know, fights and all of that. But with this agreement, it's going to come off as, you know, a call for peace. But now the future has come and these guys have decided to back off from whatever they agreed upon and they have they have brought allegations on the civilian government. Here we're just saying that coups come out of selfishness and this goes directly to the head of the army. The head of the army seems to want to take over the government for himself and he doesn't he he got to feel he got to test what power is like and he doesn't want to let go of that power right now. Because it's said that their government has been increasing in expenses. It was projected that 1.24 trillion US dollars is projected to be used by 
the year 2023 meaning now it's probably at around something billion US dollars so what does this show us these guys are literally milking the country of its wealth but if there's anything that gets me attentive in the aspect of cause is the public the public never loses focus on such activities such actions that take place cause they're always taking part in so many political decisions in a country though they're taking part is very minimal that doesn't mean that they don't have a say in the country of recent um, there have been protests by the civilians people are, are protesting that the army is now trying to take over the country they're trying to you know take the country in their grip and this has led to international bodies putting sanctions on the country the african african union has you know put them off of their their list i mean it's like they have taken them off of the african union among the members the un has called for talks to solve the issue that's going on in the country the army is really you know getting out of their role and getting into another role which they don't know how to play most coups that have taken place have usually been for the better for the good but in this case it's it's painting a different picture you can take the coup that happened in guinea apparently alpha kundi was trying to take advantage of the constitution so that he could rule for two extra terms that was ha- what happened in guinea and dumbuye the head of the army that you know led the coup so past you know so what his intentions were and decided to to conduct a coup that was successful there was little bloodshed and right now the country seems to be stable they are waiting for the next elections that are projected to be probably in 2026 i i don't know i, I didn't do any much digging in in that but the coup was for a good thing apparently alpha kundi was was conducting the country like a business since he took power the oil the oil the country's oil was being it was being exported in high numbers and it wasn't really you know bringing any good results for the country so let's go down to the backbone of coups how do coups come to happen what leads to a coup and the first thing that usually comes to the picture is when there's a crisis in a country you can take for example the time when lenin took over the government of russia and overthrowing you know the monarch so the monarch had a tight grip on power and with that tight grip they thought they were unmatched they thought no one would you know shake their power since everyone owes allegiance to the monarch but over time the monarch failed to keep up with the country's economy failed to cater for citizens needs and they continuously took the country to war with the with the thought that they are going to you know win these wars and restore prosperity will restore you know their their fame as a power in the west but instead what they were doing but instead what the monarch was doing what the king was doing was instead using a lot of funds that could have gone to 
stabilize the economy on the army and with this attention focused on only you know fighting these wars and winning them he kept on losing most of the wars and he lost attention on his country on what russia was russia is made up of the people so he lost attention of what russia was he was only focused on his own interests proving he's also a king trying to prove that he's also a king since most kings before had always won taken the country in war and you know proven their titles as kings but him he was lacking and he decided to you know fill in those gaps but what happened the country went into a serious recession the economy was doing bad and he kept on holding on to power despite the fact that his advisors were telling him to you know divide power and give some power to the people create a civilian government also just like the way it is in britain since you know right now britain still has its monarch but the power isn't only isolated to the monarch it's also given to the to the people whereby there's a prime minister and and a house of representatives all of that that's a good way to govern a country so usually when there's a crisis people are are struggling for themselves and when someone you know takes this into mind when someone sees this happening when a person who has empathy probably you know if you if you're going to conduct a coup you you probably have some empathy for the people and you you understand them better you know you know you tend to fill in the void you come and represent yourself as a liberator as someone who speaks their language so people are ready to back you up and that's what lenin did people had his back people were supporting him despite lenin having little influence in the army so earlier i talked of a coup deriving out of a crisis when there's a crisis tensions arise that lead to coups but in some countries despite all the tensions that come to surface coups don't usually happen and why is that this leads to the next reason why coups actually take place instability in the government instability in the constitution instability in the law basically if a law is put up without any strong backing it's always going to be toppled it's always going to be shaken it's always going to be removed for a constitution to be protected it needs to be protected by a body that's independent but this independent body isn't there isn't there to govern a country in a dictatorial way but it's there to protect the interests of a country it's there to prevent one leader coming to power and changing things so as it has to protect the interests of a country everyone has to answer to this body before anything is changed not to say that these countries that have experienced coups lack such a body but it's just that it's just to say that this body isn't that independent enough to protect the constitution but this also comes down to the people that make up this body for this body to be toppled for this body to be easily manipulated it's the people that are within the body to answer and why is that the people in the body are probably prone to corruption 
they are willing to tweak any any laws as long as their paychecks are increased but if a country is willing to cover out this insecurity to cover out this problem to cover out this parasite they're going to need to put up more bureaucracies bureaucracies are are hectic okay they usually slow down a process when say they want to sign off a bill with so many bureaucracies you're going to find that a bill is delayed to be you know to be signed but this also helps cover such actions of of the constitution being changed so if there's very many bureaucracies to undergo before any particular constitution is changed you're going to find that you are, as you as you go through a certain group of people you find that the next group of people may not be easy to break and this just keeps on protecting the interests of a country this protects the interests of a country so well that some things are just not taken advantage of easily another thing that could play into the hands of a coup is the frame of mind of those holding high positions in government here i speak of ministers government representatives those in the judiciary those in the legislature you know those in these different government bodies and how do how do they play into the hands of a coup the psychology is that they are more likely to be prone to seek validation from a ruler than they are to question a ruler in many cases this comes as a as a result of selfish interest it it comes off in a way that these leaders who are seeking validation they want to be on the good side so as to probably get a high pay or probably to stay in posi- positions of power longer than they are expected to so they tend to play into the hands of a coup in that any leader who is planning on staging a coup is going to look into this aspect of the government and know that by staging a coup and taking over the government as long as they are able to fill the pockets of ministers and most of those people holding high positions in power they will be facing little resistance on their part so you can just see those who are going to who are planning to stage a coup know that there are always going to be people who are going to be at their feet there are always going to be people who can be bold and with that in mind most countries most african countries and even not only african countries because this is also a thing that happens in south america I, argentina has i think the highest number of coups that have occurred in the entire world the number of coups they, f- they face in their country is really really high also every time the go- the, gov- the ruling government is toppled so you can just see if pe- if these people know that the solution to their taking over government taking over power is to fill the pockets of those who can defend the interests of a country it's going to be easy for them to to topple any government and still have a backup still have people to back them despite their actions with that said i'm going to end here so those who are listening you can as well you know add your comments your points of view in the comments below and i'll try my best 
and I'll do my best to respond to those comments so that we can have an interaction and see some other ways how coups can be avoided, how governments can be strengthened and prevent takeover from an outside force. And also how can we strength how can we put better divisions between various government bodies and not entertain crossing of boundaries from one body to the other. The army taking over the entire government, the army taking over the judiciary. No. Such things should be far seen. So that's all I have to say and yeah, catch you on the next one.